Hi, everyone. This is Shannon, your Sky City Community Manager, here with a little request. Sky City is dependent on donations from folks like you to continue our mission of helping new businesses launch and existing businesses succeed right here in Blount County, Tennessee. And that's why I'm asking you today to take a moment, go to skycityec.com and click the donate button. Just give whatever you feel like giving, whatever you could afford. And if you are part of an organization that would like to align itself with our mission, we do have sponsorship opportunities available. Just fill out the contact form on our website and we will get right back to you. Thank you so much. Welcome to Ignition, a production of Sky City Entrepreneur Center, conversations with Blunt County starters. I, as always, am your host, Shannon Bryant, Sky City's community manager. Sky City is a business startup incubator located right here in Blunt County, Tennessee. As you might remember from last time, Ignition is a chain reaction podcast with entrepreneurs interviewing each other. So today we have last month's guest, Willie Dougherty from The Neighborhood Chef, and he is going to be interviewing Melanie Effler who has the amazing YouTube channel, In the Kitchen with Mama Nels. Thank you both for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you. Well, I appreciate you both coming. And um, Mel, if you wouldn't mind to um, just start by telling um, how you came to be involved with Sky City. Sure. And really, I began this YouTube channel just... um, you know, out of my, my home, it was just a hobby and it just kept growing in my mind. And I thought, you know, I need to, um, take this serious. I'm going to make it, I'm going to take this as a business when I really went all in, just, you know, had it on the back burner when I finally decided I'm going to upload and I'm just going to treat it as a business from the get go. So I had been seeing a lot of things on social media from Sky City about like side hustle. Y'all do a side hustle happy hour. And uh, so that was my first experience with Sky City. I thought, well, that is neat because that's all people who are kind of like me. I had a part-time job. I'd been a stay-at-home mom for years. I worked before my kids were born, but, you know, I was a stay-at-home mom. I worked at school. I was a substitute teacher. I did everything around their schedule. And so they're grown now. And, um, I was working part-time for a friend of mine, turned into about 10 years of helping, you know, helping out. <laughs> and that kind of stuff. So, you know, I wasn't making a living there. It was nice to have extra income to fund things the kids wanted to do. But I thought, you know, these are people who also work a job, but they've got a business on the side that they're trying to grow. And I was like, you know, that's, that's kind of what I'm doing, I think. So that's how I first got introduced, and then I found out about the Co-Starters program, and, um, you know, I had a background. I didn't, you know, have, like, an accounting degree, but I did work for a large company before my children were born. I worked for a Fortune 500 company as an accounting clerk. I worked accounts receivables, payables, so I had, like, a basic knowledge, but as far as owning your own business, I didn't have a clue what that entailed. Um, you know, I knew the basics of running a household. That was my business. I felt like it was my job to make the money 
spread where it needed to be and have enough to be comfortable and, you know, coordinate everything. And I thought, I know how to do that at home, but I have no idea about a business, insurance, um, technology, lawyers, licenses. I have no idea what I need to do. So that is what I really fed into co-starters about. Great. And you're both co-starters grad. Um, and you're both foodies, which is why we, we brought you together. Absolutely. Yeah, that was part of why I started my business. Is like I said, I could I, I, in the past, I, I could draw, I could make music, I could do this, but I get writer's block and this and that. But with food, I'm inspired about at least three times a day to make something to eat. So that's how I went into it. What was it? What was your childhood like as far as uh, food goes? Was it something that your were your parents cooks, or is it something you learned on your own? It's really funny because I always feel very much like an imposter when people ask me questions. I try to be very transparent about it. I'm just a home cook. And really not even like what people say, oh, I was raised on the counter with my grandma cooking and this and that. My mom cooked. My mamaw cooked. I played. Yeah. <laughs> and I was not interested. <laughs> I was really busy. Um, I was a busy kid. In high school, I was busy. I worked part-time job. I was in a lot of extracurricular things, which was great because it moved me right into a career. And my mom, she had us, as they say around here, we were raped. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she did everything for us. So I didn't have a clue. When I left home at 20 years old, I was getting married. And I didn't have a clue. I mean, we were eating hot dogs and ordering pizza and we we're having canned manwich and, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I wanted what my mom had. So she was very helpful to me, teaching me, you know, basics, giving me some quick recipes. Uh, ladies that I worked with were giving me like easy wins. Try this chicken casserole. Try this meatloaf, this and that. And honestly... I didn't really even get into cooking for, you know, like myself and my family, even until my second daughter was born. I mean, I did enough to get by. I could cook. It's not that I couldn't, but I, it wasn't like a passion or I was interested in it. But when my second daughter was born, I didn't go back to work and I was staying at home and I always wanted to be at home, but we never felt like we could take that leap. You know, my husband worked a great job. Once we were on the other side of that, it's like, wow, we wasted a lot of money when I worked. We yeah. could have done this a long time ago. And I really took to being a stay-at-home mom. I loved all that stuff. That's what I wanted to do. And that's when I got into, like, finding things on Pinterest and easy recipes and new and different things. And like cooking hacks. That's my thing because we were still very busy. And um, my youngest daughter that I stayed at home with, she was born three months premature. So it wasn't like I just had a baby and then we lived this life of frivolous fun and raising kids. I mean, we had, we had lots of doctor's appointments. We had, you know, multiple therapy appointments a week. So we were busy. So I was always looking for things to make that budget stretch but we could get them done quick. And of course I wanted to go back and learn a lot of, you know, things that I had not learned. Yeah. And, you know, in 
those formative years, not any fault of my mom. She was great and is a great cook. And it's funny, one of the uh, greatest things my mom still, she, every Sunday, she gets up before church and starts this meal. She teaches uh, kids, like grade school age kids in Sunday school, and also teaches um, like the children's church during the service. And then after church, she has a full spread for us every Sunday. Me and my husband and my kids, my soon-to-be son-in-law, my husband or my um, brother and his wife and their son, mom, dad, anybody else who comes by. Yeah, that's incredible because to have those family traditions is huge. And sometimes I feel like, um, you know, it's 2023. It's weird to say that. Um, uh, and you feel like lots of things haven't changed, but you do see a lot of things that have changed, like the family traditions and whatnot. So that's fantastic to hear that, you know, she's sticking to that and you guys are enjoying it. So, And we, we call it, you know, we call her granny. Of course, she became a granny in her 40s. And my mom's not, a, when you think of granny, that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, she the one that you had on with your mom and dad? That, that was the yeah. mom and dad with the soup beans and cornbread. Yes. Yes. My dad made his cornbread and. And mom did the the pinto beans, and we did some kilt lettuce and stuff like that. You know, right. Appalachian type meals, because that's what we had growing up. We loved that. So. Oh yeah. The one thing that I like about your story is that it it's it almost sounds like mine as well. Um, I didn't go to culinary school or whatnot, and when I was a kid, my mom and dad both cooked. My mom especially, but I was definitely more of an eater, not a cook. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it wasn't until you. Again, you know, uh, I moved out, and the same for us. My wife and I might as well have been married at 20. That's when we uh, were together and we lived together, and it was the same progression. And what's cool hearing that from you is I know a lot of people in the real world are intimidated. You know, they're like, oh, well, you can cook so well. I don't want you, I don't want to cook for you. And you're like, the same thing with the, the canned manwich. And we grew up on that. Pop-Tarts, uh, you know, a lot of just this regular stuff. It wasn't like Herb Garden from five years old. And so it's really cool to hear your your progression of it. You know, you started out here, and then, like you said, you had more time to cook, and that's what you wanted to do. And then from there, you're like, well, I can cook these things, and then you just progress. It's kind of the same thing that I did, so that yeah. was really neat. Listening to your story from the last podcast, I could just so many similarities. You know, I thought this is this is a very much a common story. And I think people, like you said, are intimidated. Mm -hmm. People are embarrassed. 100%. Um, about what they cook and how they cook. So I have tried to be very real about that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, can I make my own biscuits every week? And this, yeah, I can. Am I going to do it? Exactly. I'm not going to do that every week. Mm -hmm. Um, life is busy and it is definitely the food you know, that will bring people together, but it's the conversation and the connection with your family. It doesn't have to be, you know, there are plenty of Sundays that my mom will be busy and she'll whip out breakfast because that's easy. And people always say, man, that looks so great. And I'm like, well, what you don't understand is like, my mom taught me these tricks. Everything doesn't have to be scratch made mm -hmm. and people can, you know, shame you over what you eat and that's fine. And we don't need to eat processed and fast food all the time. But canned vegetables, there's nothing wrong with canned vegetables. Yeah. No, doctor. Frozen vegetables. Yeah, everything. Yeah. My mom, she will, you know, incorporate a lot of crock pot things. And on Sundays, I'm like, she can whip this meal out here. Mm -hmm. 
And it's not, you know, people think it's so hard. Does it have to be hard? We make it hard. Exactly. It's like driving. It's the same thing, you know, like, uh, it's like if you told everyone that, hey, you should be on the level of these IndyCar drivers when you first drive. And, and that's really just a, a 1%. It's the same thing as when someone says, you know, well, can you cook? Uh, in our society, you know, it's uh, the Food Channel and Pinterest and all of these things. And everyone has the best of the best. You know, I have somebody say, man, you make the best tacos. It was like, well, you know how many tacos I've thrown away in the garbage? Yeah. <laughs> there was years of that. And um, yeah, so like you said, the intimidation shouldn't be there. And it's, uh, you can start anywhere and there's nothing wrong with that. And from there, it's just baby steps. It's like language, you know, kindergarten. You didn't know how to write an essay. It's just baby steps. And a lot of us, for whatever reason, get psyched out. And my mom cooked really, you know, simple meals. The things that my dad grew up on, like beans. We would have beans every week because dad loved that. And my dad was a fireman. So he had a schedule where he worked 24-hour shifts and then he would be off two days. So we always knew that day that dad worked, like we were going to eat pizza or we were going to Burger King or we were going to do something fun, you know, yeah. like that, because that was <laughs> stuff dad didn't like. But, um, you know, she kept it pretty basic and pretty simple, but it was wonderful. You know, people say, what'd you eat growing up? And I'm like, I don't even remember, but it was great. Like, food. Said, yeah, yeah. like food. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, lots of pictures <laughs> of me as a kid sitting at the yeah. table eating. I'm like, I don't even remember what we ate. Yeah, it was fantastic. And like, you, and it was fantastic because you had love around it. Like you had family around it. Um, you know, it's like when you get everyone together, uh, and you just order pizza. Yeah. It's not about the pizza. It's about the, the table, you know, all the stuff that comes with that. So. And it is fun to try new things. I mean, I'm doing yeah. it myself because, you know, as I, I'm creating content now. And yeah. when I first started, of course I did very basic, like what's for dinner. Like I would show you five days of the week, what we had for dinner. And I always like to show repurposing leftovers and like, you know, I'm showing you real food that we eat. I still show real food that we eat, mm -hmm. but for the sake of packaging my product, my videos to be optimized for more viewers, you know, you kind of package things up yeah. like, you know, here are five new ground beef dishes for you to try and yeah. here are three new crock pot meals. And, you know, I tried to have a calendar where, I can work ahead and I'm like, okay, we'll eat two ground beef dishes this week yeah. and two chicken. And then, you know, we don't have to eat five different chicken casseroles this yeah, week. Yeah, absolutely. But it's yeah, menu planning just on a different, because I, I do the same for mine. It's like, oh, I have too many beef dishes. I need to balance it out, I, you know, and I can't have more than one pork dish. And, um, it, but yeah, like you said, you're always thinking the weeks ahead. And, you know, when somebody's ordering off of a menu, it's the same thing as like the content that they're wanting to consume as well. Yeah. It's like, you know, okay, I got it. We're three casseroles in and I don't need to watch the other two. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I guess the, on the business side of it, sometimes you do get behind and things come up. Mm -hmm. And then some weeks it's like, yeah, we're eating six salads this week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because I still, I would, I'm not one that just makes food to make it for a show like yep. we literally 100% eat what I make you know and I'll say things that yeah. bad that if I mess them up or they're not good and I'll tell you know I'll definitely be honest with that that you know we didn't like that I tried it <laughs> y'all don't try it unless you yeah. know, this is your taste because that's what I loved about your videos because kind of uh this past week you know kind of vegged out a little bit and watched your stuff and I loved it because you're so used to the you know the sound effect video 
you know, and you're like, I'm cute, aren't I? You know, and it's like, yeah, but I just want to see something I could really make that doesn't cost me $25 for a sandwich. Um, but really yours, I can see why you have so many followers is because you're so relatable and it feels like you're really hanging out with a family member or a friend. And it's like, if you were to learn to cook from your mom, the way that you explain the meals and you still have like your little, like, uh, you know, your stories and while you're, uh, cooking the chicken, you know, that's going to take about six, seven, eight minutes, you know? And, but it's real personable and the cutaways are natural and it's exactly like how the brain would work. It's like, okay, I need to see that long enough because if you're cooking with, you have some, if I'm cooking with you, I'm going to be looking at my pan and then glancing back up at you. A lot of the content that I end up seeing is just so like, look what I can do. Look what I can do versus, hey, you can do this. And that's, yeah, it's, it's fantastic that that's what you do. Well, thank you for that. Uh, that's, that is definitely, I take that as a compliment. I'm not a short form content creator. I talk way too slow for that. <laughs> I've got a few little shorts and reels I can do, but um, it is very step by step. That's how my mind works. And, um, you know, when my oldest went away to school, we talked through a lot of recipes on the phone. That was another thing that kind of got this going in my mind, um, you know, to do this video wise. Yeah. I thought, you know, that would be very helpful. I really thought when I started this channel, my demographic would be young folks, mm -hmm. college age, young moms, yeah. you know, because I felt like that was when I kind of started working yeah. through this myself, young families. There are some that watch, but it's very interesting. My top demographic is 65 and up. Wow. I was so surprised yeah. by that. Um, but I think it goes back to what you said about um, talking and sharing stories and how we have been talking about our memories. I think a lot of the things that I do and say, they relate to. Yeah. And it, they have those memories too. It's authentic and you know it. And, you know, and again, for content creators, there's nothing wrong with uh, doing what you're doing. I mean, there's a, if that, if you that, if that's your way to um, make an income, you know, the algorithms are there for a reason and it works. It's just, um, you know, what I've taken away from your approach to that uh, that world. And, um, yeah, it's just super cool. And there's something about cooking, too. Um, I always called it the frying pan confessionals because yeah. I would go back and watch my videos <laughs> even after I edited. Oh, yeah. You know, you do the first edit and the second edit, and there's a fine line between boring people and moving too quick. Yeah, you know, absolutely. To get that perfect medium. But, um, oh, there's something about when you're just standing at a frying pan and you're cooking. Yeah. Call it the, like, everything. You should start a, a, another channel and just call that. <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> is icy. Yeah, it works yeah. out. That's the thing, because it's like you're in this zone. I know for me, when I'm cooking, um, you get in this zone, and, and time isn't there. It's just a matter of, uh, making the meal right and correct. So if it's going to take you an hour to, you know, cook down these onions, it's going to take you an hour. And so you're there with your thoughts and, and then it translates to storytelling if someone else is there. And yeah, but that's just, to me, that's, that's being real, you know, and not too worried about content, content, content. It's the state of mind that you're capturing. And I feel that people can resonate with that. And so, 
yeah, it's no, it's no wonder that you're successful Thank with that. Thank you. Appreciate that. Now, do you have anything else that you would like to add? Anything we haven't covered? I'm excited. I was telling a Willie earlier that I've never eaten a neighborhood chef. And when I worked part-time, we were just right down the street. And I had heard about him, but I was like, man, I cook like every day. <laughs> I never get to eat anybody else's food now. So I'm trying to do that more too. So I can't wait to, to try that. And, um, you know, um, I'm loving this YouTube journey. It's been, it's been so amazing and I'm loving the business side of it as much as, you know, the, the cooking, which that's always, you know, that's the bread and butter. And I, I love that. And I love the, the connection that I have with the audience and the viewers, but I'm also, I am loving exploring, um, the business side of this because I've never had anything. I've always, if what I have worked, I've worked for other people and I ran across that quote. It said, if you don't take risk, you'll always work for somebody that did. Mm -hmm. And, um, I thought, you know, that, that is so true. Yeah. And yeah, this was a risk. I had a good backup plan. You know, I had, you know, my husband, he worked and was a supporter, but you know, he's retired now. He's retired in his early fifties. He worked hard. Yeah. And so this has been so great because I've been able to take some pressure off him. Yeah. You know, because I would not ever put our family in a place where, you know, he could, he would never have done that probably and taken that risk. Yeah. But now I've been able to step out and help a little bit and he's been able to back off some and yeah. he helps me too. Absolutely. And that's, um, you know, uh, I have a commercial kitchen that I own and it's the same thing. It's like, you know, the upfront, you're like, what am I doing? I'm putting all the pressure on them. And you know, what if I fail and this and that, but at the end of the day, you look at it and it's like, whoa, I have a business that can actually help us the rest of our lives. You know, a commercial kitchen, if I can no longer cook, it can be a rental kitchen or a rental property or, um, just even sold or something. But none of that would have happened without the risk. Yeah. And that's just part of it. And, and I feel like if you don't make any mistakes, then you're not living. That's right. And that's just how it goes. That's right. And I, I love that I found something to do now that my kids are older because I always, like I said, everything was about the family. And I felt like, you know, people say they're the family manager or whatever. And I felt like that's what I did for so many years. And I loved it. And I love that I've been able to turn that in to something to help other people outside of there and also have something that, um, you know, I didn't feel useful there for a little while. Once my kids hit that age where they're young adults now, mm -hmm. I was like, well, what do I do? You know, where am I useful now? Yeah. They still need <laughs> me, but yeah. they don't need me. Now. And I didn't even think about that. You are now forever there with them. If something happens, oh, you know, I that just, that. I just realized that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. The very first videos that I did, I focused on the main meals that my family asked for all the time. And what was so interesting is like, they're named after people. Yeah. But Everybody like, needs to do this now. Yes. <laughs> One of them is Stella's chicken casserole. Oh, Stella, wow. she was the lady I've known my whole life. Her daughter was one of my best friends. And that casserole, it's Stella's recipe. And I would never be able, I wouldn't take credit for anybody else's. I I pin lots of recipes from other people and give them credit. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, that's Stella's and that was her. And that is the casserole that, you know, in the South you cook when people die. 
That's my death casserole. When the church calls, that is what my dip yeah. is that I take. And you're like, this is how I want it made to you. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> this is this is Stella's. And I said, you know, that Stella's, one of them was Mary's meatloaf. That was a friend of mine that I worked with that gave me this very simple meatloaf. So those were the things that you can, you know, go back and see. And I love that I've been able to have my parents on. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's crazy. It's a whole other. Yeah, it's like a whole other layer. Um, it's just, this it's fantastic. I hope one of them will take it on one day. <laughs> if you grow big enough, they probably won't have to. Maybe not. <laughs> All right, Mel, where can we find you? You can find me on YouTube in the kitchen with Mama Mel. It's spelled M-O-M-M-A, just like Mama should be spelled. <laughs> I'm also on Instagram and Facebook, but you will find all my videos on YouTube and um find all the good recipes hopefully find lots of food and fun i keep it very light and try to keep it very encouraging to everybody who watches the fun time that's great and willie remind us where we can find you uh the neighborhood chef and you can i have facebook the neighborhood chef or instagram the neighborhood chef and if you want any more information or would you like to get onto the weekly email list it's the neighborhood at gmail.com wonderful Friends, thank you so much for being here with us today. This has been wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. And thank you all for joining us today out there in podcast land. Take good care. This has been Ignition, a chain reaction podcast production of Sky City Entrepreneur Center, produced by Epic Nine Outfitters. Find Sky City at skycityec.com or on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram.